The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Welcome back to another week of Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thank you so much for joining us this uh, beautiful weekend. Hope it's beautiful where you're at. It's beautiful where we're at. I'm Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiello. Mike, beautiful outside. It is, spring is in the air. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Did you have a great Easter? I, we did, and did I hope you? you did also. It was just awesome. Actually, when the whole family was over, and it was a very nice day. Um, and I'll tell you, we just, we. The, you know, when you get like seven grandkids and oh, some yeah. extra guests, it was an exciting day. And like you said, beautiful weather. Uh, now, do you have any uh, traditions that you, you guys did on Easter? Do you do a Easter egg hunt or do you? We you, do. Okay. I and, get these plastic eggs and I put like some coins in there and some candy. Then everybody gets five eggs and then everybody gets one golden egg with oh, a yeah. $5 bill in oh. there. And, and, you know, kids, $5, I'm rich. Yeah. <laughs> Hack with kids, man. Invite me next year. I'll, I need a golden egg. <laughs> we had um, fun. We had fun, too. Everyone made it home except one. I have one in college. She goes to a state school in New York, and they had classes to 530 on Good Friday, and she's like six hours away. Oh, and boy. So, unfortunately, one wasn't there, but we uh, we FaceTimed her and, and uh, missed her. But, yeah, we had, we had a good week as well. Yeah. Mike, while we were down, you know, while you and I were having a fun Easter, mm. volunteers were serving in Amory. Mississippi yes. those tornadoes now of three weeks ago mm-hmm. it has been amazing to watch God move Mike sure. over 900 volunteers the last three weeks 900 they took one day off Easter <laughs> one day I mean they worked till Saturday night and then they oh, were back my. at it Monday morning uh, but for for over 900 volunteers have served Mike wait to hear this over 200 families. Really? It, it has been one of our largest rapid response deployments. And if you're just joining us, Eight Days of Hope, we travel the country and we do multiple things. But one of the things that uh, most people know us for is we help people after disasters in those tornadoes in Amory, okay. Mike, and uh, even down in Rolling Fork, Mississippi, the loss of life, so tragic. The volunteers, though, showed up in a big way, and they were loving people, Mike, left and right. Well, you're talking an EF4, and you know more yeah. how to describe that, up to 166 to 200 miles I know. Uh, of wind. I mean, it's just miles per hour. It's crazy. So Amory, Mississippi is about 30 minutes from our national headquarters, and our director of operations, who's been with us now, I think she's entering her sixth year, um, she, is, she was born and raised in Amory. Yes. So, so this really, I mean, this kind of hit home on a lot of fronts. One, whenever there's a disaster, Eight Days of Hope goes very quickly. And if you want to learn more about the ministry, sign up for our email alerts. You can do that at eightdaysofhope.com. But Mike, for the last 18 years, we respond quickly. But when it's your own hometown, right. it, it just changes the dynamics. And just being around Chandler the last couple of weeks, it's, sure. it's been uh, it's been humbling to watch her know so many people. Like 53% of the homes in the city, 53, 53. every other home was either damaged severely or needs to be torn out. Oh, I mean, yeah, I can't imagine what's happening inside of her to to put her feet on the uh, on the grounds there and say, hey, I remember this, I remember that, and I it's know. destroyed or gone or, I know. or somebody. And people, people have to remember when a disaster happens, it's just not your home, it's your school, it's your church, it's where you work, mm-hmm. it's where you had, you know, memories as a child, right. you know, doing your Easter egg hunts, right? Sure. And, 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 you know, the park was damaged, the schools were damaged. 
almost every church mm-hmm. in the city, probably 60% of the churches were damaged. Now, interestingly enough, you know, last week we had Pastor Lloyd Swat of Meadowood Baptist yes, Church. Yes, We partnered with them in 2011 after all those tornadoes hit Southeast, right. but we were right back at the same place we were 12 years ago. It's kind of eerie. <laughs> it, it was. Oh, I walked through in there I mean, the other day and I thought, oh my gosh, memories. I mean, it's great that there's... You know, connect again with some of the folks that you love there, but uh, under those circumstances, it's just strange. So day today is day number twenty one. This past week, Mike, okay, you know, God has blessed us with about five and a half, six million dollars of equipment. We had a bunch of it there, Mike. We brought our laundry trousers. <laughs> you know, I think about it. it. People were given the dignity to wash clothes. There yeah. wasn't any laundromats left in Amory, and the nearest laundromat was thirty miles oh, away. Oh, come on! Wow. So no one had any clean clothes. So <laughs> we're like, all right, here we go. So we brought in both shower trailers, both okay. laundry trailers, and we gave the public an opportunity to not only get a hot shower, a washer clothes, and actually we we washed many of the loads. We offered that. We always do. We offer it. I mean, we have volunteers to yeah, take care of that. Yeah, Mike and I, Mike and I aren't weren't doing laundry, but uh, do you do laundry? Well, no, actually, recently my wife uh, <laughs> had some surgery, and I had to go down. And she says, "Don't touch, don't touch it," because <laughs> last time I did, for some reason, all these bubbles kept on coming out of the thing. <laughs> I love doing laundry. I love doing dishes. I have learned, though, I do not do Charmaine's laundry because, you know, all you have to do is mess up one sweater, one pair of jeans, and I'm in the doghouse. I don't even fold them right. I mean, I I fold them. I think they look good. No, they're going to be wrinkled when I put (laughs) Well, today's guest is going to be Chandler Gurley, and I know that we we have her on a lot because she is so good at what she does and so thankful for Chandler. But this is her hometown, and actually the church that we're based at her father is the missions pastor. Oh, wow. So talking about just knowing the right people at the right, the time. right time. Mike, we were there the next morning. Yes. And so I want to thank those who have donated to Eight Days of Hope over the last three weeks. Uh, our cash apps, PayPal, Venmo, thank you. Yes, we have cash apps. I forget to mention that because I use cash apps, but not a lot. Um, but so thankful for those. If you haven't donated, uh, you still have time to do that. We're yes. still there. We actually provided hundreds of meals this past week, Mike, um, to a local church who felt like their church members didn't have the financial resources to uh, to even get a hot meal. And so we're going to be doing that for the next couple of weeks. So you can donate online at 8daysofhope.com. It's 100% pass-through. Mm-hmm. You can mail a check. We'll give you the mail and address at the end of the show, but it's on our website and our Facebook page. But I'll give it to you here in a second. Uh, PayPal and Venmo, cash apps as well. But the uh, mail and address is P.O. Box 3208-3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, T-U-P-E-L-O, Mississippi, M-S, a long word, Mississippi. Oh, wow. 38803. <laughs> and Mike is bobbing his head. M I S S I. Yeah, right. I remember that song. Yeah, but that's on our website and our Facebook page. Mike, while we're in Amory, we're getting ready for our 19th rebuilding yes. trip. This is where thousands of people come together and in eight days will help 150 families rebuild their homes mm. for free. It is going to be so, it's May 20th through May 27th. And we're really excited about that. Uh, already, Mike, almost 600 people have signed up. They have. Yes. Uh, we announced yesterday that Ben Fuller, the entire band, oh, okay. with Ben Fuller is coming in on Tuesday, May 23rd. 
Uh, they're going to do a free concert, do worship the next morning. Uh, we're doing some things different this time. Um, we're really excited uh, about the growth of the ministry. And again, it's family friendly. You can bring your kids, your grandkids. We're looking for skilled volunteers, less skilled. You're, you're invited too. So everyone's invited. Go to 8daysofhope.com. Read the FAQs because you know we, we don't have a lot of staff and people ask questions sometimes Mike oh, yeah. that are right on the FAQs like you know can I bring my dog mm, no, sorry you can't no, can no, I bring no, an no. RV yes you can <laughs> uh, do I have to come for all eight days no you don't it's all on our website eight days of hope.com and maybe you haven't been on a missions trip in a couple of years what a great time to start again now did you say Fort Myers Fort Myers Florida yes May 20th to May 27th okay uh, eight days of hope 19, 19. our 19th rebuilding okay. trip and uh, so even though we're in Amory, we're getting ready for that. <laughs> Why not? Safe houses, Amory, um, you know, Fort Myers. When, well, I was going to say, when you never stop. Well, well, <laughs> you can't. Well, check this out. Thursday, if you live in western New York or southern Ontario, you're invited to come and hear about our plans to do a unique one-off outreach in Ooh. Buffalo called Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. So uh, this Thursday on May 20th, is it May? April 20th. April, April 20th. April. April 20th. <laughs> May 20th, we're in Fort Myers. That's right. So this Thursday at the um, Schiller Park Community Center at 10 in the morning, we will announce what district will be serving in the city of Buffalo this summer, and we'll give out the dates, but um, people know it's the eight days before Kingdom Bound. Yes. So if you live in Western New York, and a lot of our listeners here on WDCX, come join us Thursday on April 20th, 10 in the morning at the Schiller Park Community Center and uh, you'll be a part of a press conference and learn and see the promotional video and everything else. So we have that going on as well. Yeah, and sign up for the event. Western New York is an awesome place to come, yes. serve, at, with, at, and then go to Kingdom Mountain and Niagara Falls is around the corner. Yeah. And the food in Buffalo is amazing. It's great, yes, as Mike and I rub <laughs> our tummies, right? It's interesting. If you come up and serve in Buffalo... And, and we do have a lot of people down south. They want to get out of the heat and humidity. Yeah. And they want to come up here and they sneak over to Niagara Falls. And then they go sure. to Kingdom Bound for a day. Casting crowns. We are messengers. We the kingdom. Ben Fuller. Mm-hmm. Skillet. I mean, they've got a lot of great artists this year. If you come serve for three days during ADSO Buffalo, we'll give you a free ticket. Free. Yes. <laughs> Love free. See, dude, every time I say that word, man, you like perk up. Well, if Seriously, man, what's up with that? Free. You make it so obvious, Mike. Uh, free? Got, what's got, free? Yeah. I'll take one. <laughs> you don't even know what it is. I don't even know what it is. My hands go up in the air. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's for me. It's free. Oh, my gosh. You're, you're, I so, love much, it. you're so much fun. Hey, I want to thank some of our national partners like Renaissance Bank. They're located and based in Tupelo, Mississippi, but they have branches in like six, seven different states and just love the team there. It was so good, Mike. Mm-hmm. We were able to help out actually a couple of their employees that live in Amory. Really? Yes. And actually the next town over they lived and uh, one was a widow and uh, one was an elderly couple. Okay. Uh, they're getting ready to retire and, and they lost their roof and helped them as well. Wow. I want to thank Renaissance Bank so much for uh, their partnership and, and helping us serve people in need. How special is that when uh, a national partner and you're able to reach out and serve their, you know, serve them in that way? It's just, it's it's heart, so heartwarming. It, it really is. You know, down in Lafayette, Louisiana, you know, we partnered with Our Savior's Church, another national partner. Uh, it was so it was so rewarding to help, you know, one of their campuses in the Lake Charles area last year in December. Yes. You know, they have a church right. over there. So, you know, we, we don't pick specifically that we have, we only go where our partners are. But to your point, Mike, Disasters happen everywhere. Every place. Everywhere. 
And, you know, you just go to serve. And, yes, if it does cross the lines uh, uh, or join lines with a national partner, then it's, it's just not? a special blessing. Why not? Why not? Well, Mike, we got a lot to cover today with Chandler. I know that uh, she's her head's been on a swivel uh, okay. because she's, you know, she's our director of operations. She oversees a lot of the managers. Uh, she's very talented, but her hometown got mm. hit by a tornado three weeks ago. Okay. And as we wrap up today on her day number 21, we're going to hear from Chandler when we come back in just a minute. Hey, I want to thank American Family Radio and WDCX for working together to get this broadcast out. Thank you to some of our national partners like New Point Community Church in Ohio, the Chapel in Western New York, Barnes Crossing Auto Group in Tublo. They're all on our website. Just scroll down to the bottom of the website. These partners make donations and they cover our fixed cost. Mm. And so when you donate, 100% is passed through. You can donate online at 8daysofhope.com. Uh, or mail a check or Venmo or PayPal. Yeah. Cash apps. Fixed costs. You remember when I used to say fixed partners until I got the, the thing right? <laughs> but uh, it, it is so exciting yeah, that uh, everything you donate goes right to the front lines. We love that. We love that. Hey, when we come back, we'll talk to Chandler Gurley. Thank you for being uh, with us today, hanging out with us on this beautiful weekend. Uh, we hope you're having a good start to your day. When we come back, we'll talk to Chandler. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Hey, this is Steve Tiber with 8 Days of Hope. As many of you know, Hurricane Ian devastated Southwest Florida late last year, making landfall as a Category 4 storm and leaving tens of thousands of families in need of help. Hurricane Ian caused over $110 billion of damage, and today we're excited to announce that 8 Days of Hope 19 will take place in Fort Myers, Florida from May 20th to 27th, bringing much-needed relief to these families in need. We'll be focusing on roofing, drywall, mechanicals, painting, and so much more. If you love to use your gifts to serve those in need, we invite you to join us. There's three ways to get involved. First, pray. Pray for eight days of hope in this outreach that God will be glorified and the families we serve will see his love. Secondly, volunteer. It's free. Food and lodging are provided. Lastly, donate. Every dollar you give goes to support the families we're serving. For additional information regarding this rebuilding trip, please visit 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. Hi, this is Steve Tiber with 8 Days of Hope. Did you know that in the United States, there's 27 states without a long-term recovery facility for survivors of human trafficking? Hundreds of thousands of women and children are trafficked every day, and right now at this moment, there's less shelters for them than there are for animals. We can't ignore this any longer. You know, since 2019, 8 Days of Hope has partnered with 12 faith-based organizations to provide a safe place where they can get the emotional, physical, and spiritual help they need. By coming alongside these organizations, we're able to use the skills needed to not only build safe places, but to provide an area where God can heal hearts, minds, and ultimately souls. If you're a professional builder, carpenter, framer, roofer, or an electrician looking to make a kingdom impact by using your skill set, please consider partnering with 8 Days of Hope. You must be 18 years old to volunteer and pass a background check. But for more information, you can email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com or visit our website, 8daysofhope.com. I've seen shame, the kind that comes from mistakes. Kind that won't go away When I turned around They were right there to remind me I've seen regret The kind that messes with your head The failures and the can't forget But standing here now I'm thinking God is behind me Cause I've seen nail-scarred hands reach out And wipe it all away yeah. Now I see grace Hallelujah, I stand amazed. 
Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Micah Tyler singing the song called I See Grace. And Mike, grace has been seen in a big way in Amory, Mississippi the last three weeks because mm. these volunteers, about 900, 900, give or take a little bit, Mike, from all over the country uh, have been tarping roofs, doing chainsaw work, and the heavy equipment that was used this past week, and actually all three weeks, I mean, we're talking about multiple lift trucks and okay. bobcats and things that they won't let you and I drive, I promise you. But, <laughs> but I'd say the volunteers, they've been doing amazing work down there. Well, hats off to them. I mean, you're talking Easter. Um, they're down there, been working, and, you know, 900. That's 900. a lot of people for a rapid response event. You know, someone asked me yesterday, well, what about, you know, when are you going to start rebuilding those homes? And so that's something we always, we really pray through, you know, that. We right. just, God's got to be in that. If, you know, you know, in May, we're going to be in Fort Myers, and you have to have a good partner. There needs to be resources available. You need to have lodging. Uh, all that kind of takes care of itself if God, if God, you know, wants us to be there. So, we'll, you know, we'll, we're going to focus on Fort Myers, and then we'll, we'll probably get through a couple more weeks after that and then start looking to see if there's an opportunity later this year. But continue to pray for the families who've been affected by the tornadoes. And one family, Mike, mm-hmm. um, this young lady was born and raised in Amory, Mississippi. Okay. And so she has deep ties to that community, but she also serves... Mm as the Director of Operations with 8 Days of Hope. So, Chandler, thank you for joining us. Are you doing okay? I am doing good, guys. Good morning. So good to hear your voices. Mm. So, Chandler, we, we've, we've introduced you to the listeners many times, but, um, you know, young lady lives in, in, in works for 8 Days of Hope. You've been with us for about five years. But let's get right to the disaster. You know, you help coordinate all these outreaches all over around the country, but then your own community gets hit by disaster. Mm-hmm. Where were you for the, with, where were you when the tornado hit and what were your first thoughts when you saw the damage? Yeah. So I had just, it was a Friday night. I had just flown, flew back um, from Fort Myers. We had a meeting um, for our upcoming rebuild in May. So that night we, we flew back home on Friday and um, flew in to Chippewa, Mississippi, drove to Amory to spend the weekend with my parents. That's normally where I go when we're traveling so much um, to spend time with them. They don't really get to see me that much during the week um, or for multiple weeks at a time. So drove to Amory, um, went to bed, and about 10.30, my dad woke me up, my mom and my, me and my mom, and said, we got to go to the storm shelter. So we drove um, to the storm shelter, which is right by our house. Um, right by their house and yeah we rode out the tornado in the storm shelter with about 200 other people and um we did not know the severity of the damage until the next morning we were mm-hmm. we were getting lots of updates about this is gone the piggly wiggly is gone the exxon station's gone you know the school has been hit we were seeing people were starting to say those things but being in disaster really for so long you know you do hear a lot of things some of them are not true um some of them are true um and i was very much uh probably i'm a very outgoing and very um uh extroverted person as steven might know Mm -hmm. me very well and some of the listeners might have gathered that um through listening to me over the years but that night i was as quiet if anyone asked me a question i did not respond i was just very in shock myself like i can't believe this is actually happening to us you know you never imagine it's going to happen and you get to see these disasters all over the country 
um, and it affects you in a way, um, and you're so sympathetic, and you want to do everything you can for the families that have just lost everything, because you can't get those images out of your head mm-hmm. when you've seen a home completely destroyed or neighborhoods completely gone. Those will always be with you. But when it's your own neighborhood where right. you grow up, it's your pastor's house, it's your aunt and uncle's house, it's you know your school teacher's home, it's your neighbors that right, helped raise you. I, it's very, very difficult to put into words. It's, hmm. I've never experienced anything like it. Well, Chandler, I didn't realize that you were actually in Ambering when this hit. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. oh, you're in Tupelo, and then you then you get down. I mean, that what I, you expounded a little bit on, but you're in this shelter. You're part of an organization that hears this day in and day out throughout you know your career here. Tell us a little bit more what's going through your mind when you're in this shelter, and it's just pounding like that the winds and whatever else yeah well you're just you're so hopeful that it's not as bad as what you assume it's gonna be i think you're just because in mississippi and in the south you i mean the tornado sirens go off i would say during the during a season of the spring i mean they're gonna go off maybe you know five to ten times during the season and sometimes you decide to go to the storm shelter and sometimes you decide not to just depending on how your family right. feels about it how right. tired you are or whatever it is and i think steve can relate to that living in mississippi for 19 years sometimes you just decide to to not go and um i'm so thankful that that night my dad decided that we are going to go and I, I think you're just mr mike you're just so hopeful that it's not what you think it is like what your heart knows it's going to be when you wake up the next morning you're not even thinking about it you're just so you're just praying that it's not what you think Mm. it is that's kind of where my mind was and my heart was that Mm. night you're listening to hope reigns a broadcast of eight days of hope eight days of hope has been in amory mississippi the last 21 days uh, serving families in the aftermath of the tornado that Chandler, uh, the latest numbers I saw, there's about 6,000, 6,500 people that live in Amory, but over 50% of the homes suffered some type of significant damage, churches, mm-hmm. schools, businesses. And so, you know, I've been, I've been to Amory since the tornado. I didn't grow up there. I grew up or I lived for 20 years, like you said, about 20 minutes away or 30 minutes away. But even now, are you still numb? I mean, are, are, do you like wake up some days and, and then you, you know, you, you go and drive down the roads to your aunt, uncle's house, they got hit or his friends. And, and, and is it still numbing or have you kind of processed that it is what it is? It's going to look this way for a while. And this is going to be a tough go. I, I don't think I processed it yet. I think, you know, doing disaster relief for so many years now and seeing so many communities look like this. We So the images are still in your mind from all these other communities, right. and now you're seeing it be yours, mm-hmm. and that is so um, humbling and surreal, and you're you're just still in a, in a, mm-hmm. a sense of shock. So I kind of figured by now we're in week three, you know, at the end of week three, um, that it would feel different, but that hasn't happened yet. It's still very much like, I can't believe this happened. I I can't believe this happened. And yeah, yeah. it's still not, I haven't processed. Yeah. The processing hasn't taken place yet. Well, Chan, I know that you explained this to me, but explain this to Mike and the listeners. You told me right afterwards, it was, it was the following week, I was down there and we had, again, hundreds of volunteers serving families in need, of course, always for free, sharing Jesus. That's why we do what we do. 
But you said, Steve, I'll never look at a disaster relief the same way right. um, ever again. Mm. Explain to Mike and the listeners what was going through your mind when you made that statement to me. Yeah, I mean, that that's very true. I don't think I'll ever... I'll ever see the next disaster that we respond to the same way because now it's it's gotten to a place in my heart that it hasn't gotten to with other people that I don't know. You know, when we I think about Selma that we were at earlier this year, I think about Louisiana that we've been deployed at so many times and you're almost in a mode which I'm so thankful for and I and I'll get to get to what I mean in a second about the mode that you go into going into a community that's faced disaster that's not your own is you know exactly what you're going to do. Right. You know exactly what you're bringing to the table. You know your team. You know that everybody that's coming in primarily was not affected by this disaster. So there's a different sense of um, hope that you know you're about to bring, uh, help that you're about to bring families. But when you walk through it yourself, you don't know that. Right. You don't know that somebody's coming to help you, and you don't know that this organization is about to offer you, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars of work that's about a tree work or tarping work that's about to be done on your house. These families didn't know that. You know, my my aunt and uncle were greatly, greatly impacted by this storm, and they know what I do for a living, but they were in so much shock of what happened to their home. They were not thinking that someone's coming to help them. At all. Mm. They were just thinking in their mind, how am I going to protect the things that I have in my home? How am I going to get a tarp on my roof? How am I going to do all these things? They weren't thinking people were going to come from all over the country to help them. And Mm. I'd never seen it like that before because I know on the back end, on the planning end of these events, that we're coming. And we're bringing hundreds and hundreds of people. We've got million dollars worth of equipment that's about to be deployed. We're going to end up you know, helping over 200 families. I know that, but these families don't know that. And for for me to walk through that myself, and I saw our leaders walk through the door and the equipment in our in our driveway of the church that I grew up in, it's like, oh my goodness, this is what we do. I'm so I've never been more thankful that this is what we do. Um, and yeah, I, and I, to the comment of I'll never look at it the same as I'll I'll be, I've, I've yet to put it into words how thankful and grateful, like words seem to not even do it justice and I can't even articulate it enough what it means for someone to show up to your town to help your people, mm-hmm. um, to love the way that our crew leaders love, to selflessly serve. Sure the way that they serve you see it but you see it totally different because you're like oh my gosh they're there that's a miracle story that happened to my best friend my mom's best friend's family like it's just like oh they're getting to see what i see all over the country but yeah it's just it's the weirdest most beautiful it's the weirdest hardest most beautiful thing i've ever been a part of so the last three weeks Chandler, how will this affect your position in the days to come oh wow that's a great question. I think I've um, I've learned through this. We do so many things so well, and what I have noticed um, that our crew leaders and our leaders, what we preach to them, what Steve and I preach to them, and and train them is to put keep the family first. Amen. Please keep the family Amen. first. Goodness and good. we say that because we. We know that that's what's going to get them through this storm. It's not going to be the tree work we do. It's not going to be the tarping that we do. 
is going to be whatever that crew instilled in that family for however many days they're working on their home. And we say that and we mean it with all of our heart. But then when it's your people that they're being ministered to, that even accelerates to level a thousand. You want that crew leader and that crew to be so intentional Mm -hmm. with that family that you're like hyper you just you want that to happen so 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 bad so i think moving forward within my role of of knowing what we do and how we do it so well is reinforcing that these families that yes they need our help tangibly with the things we're going to do but way 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 more important they need an everlasting hope that's never going to be taken Amen. away that's by good. storms that's good and because if we don't leave them with that, I think of all of my family that's here that's been affected, all my friends have been affected. If they don't have some source of hope, some source of, of faith, um, they're not going to get through this. And yeah, yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're not. Yeah, and, and there's no quick fix. I mean, you know, I, I, in Tupelo, we had a tornado, Mike, in 2014. And actually, that spurred this division, our Rapid Response Division. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're interested today in learning more about the ministry of 8 Days of Hope, it's simple. Go to 8daysofhope.com. But what's interesting, Mike, is that right after a tornado, people are in shock. Right. They're numb. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I remember walking through the joiner area within 30 minutes of a tornado. And we actually, 80s Hope 10 was in Tupelo, Mississippi. Right. Um, and, and we were based one mile from my house. Mm. Never saw that coming, right? <laughs> where, where I was living at the time. But, but but when you walk through, there's like a glazed look on everybody. Because they, they see what they see. They can't right. understand what just happened how it's going to really affect them for years. Right. I mean, that joint area still is very pretty, mm-hmm. but the amount of trees they lost and the homes that had to be rebuilt and, and the businesses that maybe were lost, you know, in, in Amory that might not come back. I mean, there's, sure. unfortunately there, there's like a domino effect, right? But this is where okay. God's called us, Mike, to be a glimpse of joy, a glimpse mm-hmm. of hope, a, a, a glimpse of, of recovery that, that we as a body of Christ can come together and, and serve people and, and be a reflection of Jesus. Well, you know, and, and that's how it's played out. I mean, that's why I believe God is blessing uh, the leaders of Eight Days of Hope, the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, because you can get on a, on a street corner and see all the devastation. And the person that you're standing there with, you don't even have to say anything at first. You right. just, you're right. there. And if you said one word, there's hope, mm. you know, and or you just give them a hug and then listen to their story. That's worth a million dollars right there. And that's so important, Mike. You just hit a key thing. When, when I went to Amory the week after, we, we had a mass feeding training uh, mm-hmm. that had been planned for, for months. Over, what, 50 people were there being trained, Chandler. Mm-hmm. Three people I've never met in my life before, but I was at Amory, and we were, we were shooting a video that actually I think we're going to release here pretty soon. And every single family I met, mm-hmm. they hugged me. Wow. They didn't even wait for me to like, I mean, I, I did, you know, I was getting ready for the church hug on one of the ladies, right? Where you, you put your arm over on their back and you just kind of give them a shoulder to shoulder. No, this lady hugged you. Yeah. Mike, she was, she was just so overwhelmed that, and she told me, I, these guys, some of them, I don't even understand them. And she used different language. So I'm paraphrasing. She was, but they're such hard workers and they're strangers, but they're not strangers anymore. Mike, she gave me a hug. She just could not believe that people that she had never met 
would serve her. And you, and you couldn't breathe, right? Once you... oh, I'm telling you what, I couldn't. I, I did eat two of her, their, two of her brownies she made for everybody. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I didn't miss that, Mike, when she brought those brownies out, man. I was like, I'll eat one for Mike. He's not here. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Chandler, we got to take a break, but real quickly, just, just give the listeners a glimpse of what has happened the last three weeks. So, you know, talk about the equipment that's been deployed, how many families have been served. I know that today is our last last day in Amory, but just give give let's give a shout out to our Father in Heaven, how good He Amen. is using you, you using His saints from around the country. Just give us a wrap up on some of those facts and figures. Oh my goodness, yes, you hit it right on the head. Like how good is our God? It's overwhelming. It's just overwhelming what I'm about to say, what has happened. Um, almost 900 volunteers have come to Amory, Mississippi from Beautiful. over 35 Woo-hoo. states, two countries. Um, Canada, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just amazing. We've had every piece of heavy equipment here um, from our people at headquarters, every single Bobcat. We've had four lifts going this last week. Um, trying to knock out as much of this dangerous tree work as we possibly can. We're almost to 300 tasks um, complete as of the end of today. We'll be at 300 tasks, yeah, and we're and, almost... And, and what's a task? Explain that, because yeah. I've heard tasks yeah. before, and a task can be taking out laundry, right, or taking out yeah. garbage. But what is a task? Is that is that tarping a roof? Is it chainsaw? What, right. what is that? Yeah, so a task is like if, it, you know, if my home was affected and I had a tree on my home, that might that would need a tarp that would need the tree work done and let's say like it damaged the insulation and the drywall and the inside the home that would be three tasks per that family's home so we would be you know knocking out three major things so you're not going to get into the nitty-gritty of like taking someone's trash out or you know doing their laundry but it says it's whatever that home needs to be safe and secure and sanitary that's what we're trying to do on every single home is to make it safe so that if they can still live in the home, there's at least a part of the home that they can live in while the rebuilding takes place, you know, a couple of weeks from now, a couple of months from now. Um, and then you've got total loss situations where that's right. not a possibility, right. but we're almost to 200. Like today we've reached 200 families that we have yes. served in the past three Thank weeks. Hmm. Um, and the tree work guys, I've, you know, you've seen a lot of disasters, and I don't know if the tree work is any worse than some of the other disasters I've seen, but the amount of trees are just unreal. Right. I mean, some of these tree jobs are taking five days to complete, mm-hmm. and wow. it's just to get the, the tree wow. off the home. Um Wow. And and so yeah, God is so good. Amen. God is so good. Michael, I, the tree damage I saw, it wasn't the depthness of trees like we saw in Panama City after Hurricane Michael. Okay. But but to, to Chandler's point, you go into some neighborhoods, it wasn't even getting down the road because the roads weren't open. Mm. I mean, it took some days, some communities, multiple days to open up the roads so the equipment can get in. Right. And, and, yeah. and, and, you know, that's what we we always think that these disasters you see on TV, the roads are clear and trucks go around back and forth. That's not how it looks no, five minutes after yeah. the disaster. <laughs> Um, someone yeah. had to work to there. And, and you know, the word I like better than task is projects because a task could, to me could be something. These volunteers, Mike, worked mm. their towels off. Oh, yes. And, yes, and, and yes, we're yes. talking some of them came from New York and New Hampshire and, and Oregon. I, you know, I met sure. two that came from Alaska. Really? I mean, they came from Alaska to Amory, <laughs> Mississippi. I mean, come on. That's, that's incredible. Well, Chandler, I'm going to ask you a question here. Get a visual. What you first saw when you 
you, mm. your eyes first open to see this and first stepped on the grounds to what you see now in, in this amount of time with 900 volunteers and 200 families served. What's a visual difference? Yeah, so the day, the day after um, Saturday, uh, my first call was to my the pastor that I grew up with um, <laughs> that raised me in, in the church. My parents still attend the church, Middlewood Baptist Church, um, Brother Lloyd. And as soon as I woke up the next morning, I just called him and, and asked if he would be willing if we were to respond here. At that point, I had not seen any damage. Mm. So we were hearing that it was bad, but, you know, bad can mean two homes you know, that it is really bad for those families or it can mean there's hundreds of homes. And so I just wanted to make sure before I started driving around that we had somewhere to be if um, we were to deploy. And so I did that first, then jumped in my car and started driving. And as soon as I got into like the city limits, you could not, like you had, it took you, it took me 30, probably 30 to 45 minutes to get across town due to all of the trees all of the first, like um, all of the trucks that were trying to get the trees off the streets, and I was just trying to get to one of our leaders was at Piggly Wiggly, which is kind of the hub, the center of where Amory is, where it starts. Um, and I was trying to get to him to see what they were hearing to see if we were going to respond. And I think probably once I got to that side of town, which like I said, took like 45 minutes, and if there was no disaster, it would take less than five minutes mm. to get to that point. Um, and as soon as I started driving, I think my first call was to Steve. And I just, I don't even remember. <laughs> I just, I remember just telling him, this is so bad. I remember saying that over and over and over again. It's just, it's so, so bad. I mean, we, the power lines were still on the, I mean, all the power lines, all the power poles in Amory were completely down. All the lines, the power lines were on the road. There was glass everywhere. There was trees everywhere. Every home that I could see with my eyes had a tree on top of it. Mm. Every single home. Oh um, and a lot of a lot of Amory is a lot of subdivisions and a lot of homes in a very small area. Mm. So there's not a lot of land in Amory. Right. There's a lot of land in the counties, um, but there's not a lot of available land. So the the homes are in neighborhoods. They're in subdivisions. Kind of like you think about Buffalo, inner city Buffalo where we work and serve there, it looks just like that, but with lots and lots of trees. Um, and so, yeah, I would just remember calling Stephen saying, this is so, so bad. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Ta talking to Chandler Gurley, she's the director of operations with Eight Days of Hope. She has helped lead thousands of volunteers around the country, tens of thousands of volunteers to help other communities. But her own hometown was hit by a tornado three weeks ago. Eight Days of Hope has been there since the morning after. Today is our last day there. Hey, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what's next. You know, eight days of hope we're leaving Amory, Mississippi later later today and, and there's still more to be done and, and how the church can rally and, and, and we're also gonna just talk for a couple of minutes about an outreach, uh, a rebuilding trip in Fort Myers coming up in May called Eight Days of Hope nineteen. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Hope Reigns, it's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. Over the last 17 years, almost 50,000 volunteers from across the United States have come together to help repair the homes of over 8,300 families affected by hurricanes, floods, tornadoes, and more. God has also given us the chance to build and renovate facilities to bring hope and healing to survivors of human trafficking. Since 2019, our team has been able to provide multiple safe places for women and children to rest their heads at night. 
We are very excited about our newest arm, mass feeding. After a natural disaster strikes an area, our mass feeding ministry will be able to provide warm, fresh meals to those who have faced loss and are in need. Our goal is to provide up to 8,000 meals through a local church to provide nourishment to a community. If you are interested in volunteering with us, everything is free. We provide food and lodging. All you have to do is say yes and come and be the hands and feet of Jesus. For more information about this growing ministry, please visit 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. 8 Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products can be found at Provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A dot com. Giving in to your feelings is like drowning in the shallows. Oh, you gotta keep believing even in the middle of the unknown. Cause grace will be there when you come to the end of your rope and you let go. It may feel like you're going down now, but the story isn't over. Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Torin Wells, join the morning. Uh, Torin, Mike, uh, Steve Tiber, along with Mike Fiala, mm-hmm. uh, we share God's thigh stories from the mission field. Today we're talking to Chandler Gurley, who grew up in Amory, Mississippi, where a tornado three weeks ago pretty much, unfortunately, just turned a town upside down. Torin Wells, though, for, let's get back to him for a minute. Okay. He is starting his own church in Austin, he, Texas. He is. Yes. And, you know, uh, his one of his mentors is one of my mentors, uh, Jacob Arenza. He's a pastor at Our Savior's Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. And pe- Brother Jacob has poured in me many, many, many years. Mm. Met, met him about six, seven years ago. And he's just, uh, he's, he's amazing. But Torin, he's going to continue to still write music. He's going to still tour to some extent. Sure. But he believes God's called him and his wife to pastor a church. Man. How cool is that? That that is awesome. I mean, that's the the heart of of ministry when you're you're pastoring people, loving on people. And and not saying that, you know, writing songs aren't. I mean, that's all a part of it. But uh, that's that's different for somebody that's a songwriter and goes on tour that they felt called and led to start a church. It's awesome. I, I bet you their worship's going to be pretty good. Oh, let's go. When <laughs> yeah. do we want to go visit? <laughs> let's do it. Let's visit. Let's do it. All right, let's get back to Chandler. We only got a couple minutes left. Um, Chandler, thanks for hanging out with us. So the volunteers are leaving today. They've been down mm-hmm. in uh, Amory, Mississippi for three weeks. The equipment's yeah. going back, and, and it's being cleaned and, and, and maintained. And But but what's, what is Amory hoping for next? What, what is the next? How can churches... What's the church's responsibility moving forward in Amory, Mississippi, and other communities like Rolling Fork and in Iowa and in other communities where where there's been recent disasters? Yeah, um, that's a great question, and I think that's something I've learned through this response 
that I've always, um, that I haven't been able to learn on other responses because it hasn't been my own town that's been, that's been affected. And God has taught me a lot over the past three weeks about control, about releasing mm. control to him, releasing, you know, allowing him to provide for these families because we're just one per. I'm just one person. We're just one organization. Um, and you want to be the superhero. You want to be able to be everything to everybody. And, and that's something that is impossible. Um, God is everything to everybody. Amen. You know, he's the one that is, has mm-hmm. to be their savior and um, has to come in and save the day. And I think for local churches, um, I would just, I would say what your people need, what this community needs specifically, what Amory, Amory needs is just continuing to not forget what's happened and right. to reach out to mm-hmm. your neighbor. That's like, right. don't, just because their yard looks cleaned up and their tree is off their house, this is still a very, it's a traumatic experience that these, that these families had walked through. Um, and they still are going to need help for months to years to come. And I would just, I would beg and plead with Amory uh, that hopefully whoever hears this that lives here would just continuing continue to be selfless. I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing that I've seen um, with this community. Everybody has put everything aside. Amen. Nothing has hindered someone from reaching across their street or across their city to help someone else. Like, don't stop that. Let's never stop that. There's nothing too big or nothing too scary or nothing too political or whatever that should, that should divide people. Um, You know, I think disaster relief in and of itself has, has some sweet moments. And I think the sweet moments that you can find in a storm is that people don't care your color your race, your religion, your political party, nobody cares because everyone needs help. Everyone needs you to show up for the next person. That's right, right. And so Amen. I would, in, in the communities that are still, you know, when we're about to talk about Fort Myers in a minute, you know, that happened, you know, over eight months ago. Right. And, you know, we're going to that community to continue to help um, next month. And so it's, it's a long call. It's not right. just, oh, everything looks pretty and nice. No, sure. our people need we need each other, and I hope that that spirit never goes away in, in my hometown. I hope it never goes away. Hey, Mike, we only have a couple of minutes left, but sometimes the simple acts of kindness go a long right. way. And, and yes, you know, removing a tree off someone's roof—that's mm-hmm. that's a big that's a big uh, gesture of love. But sometimes just checking on someone to see how Absolutely. they're doing mentally. Absolutely. You know, because yeah. there's no quick fix. Mm-hmm. You know, Amory is not going to look like Amory of the old. It's going to change, and it's going to take multiple months, probably multiple years, sure. to get back where people aren't thinking about it all the time. There's something so powerful when you get a knock, and this has happened to us. Uh, uh, we had a storm recently, in, or this winter storm, a knock on our door. Mm-hmm. I just want to see if you guys are okay. Do you have food? Is anybody, you know, do you need anything? And, you know, maybe it's a person you hasn't seen in a while. We were just... It, that is so powerful, and that's what Chandler's to Chandler's point. Mm-hmm. Keep sure. on checking one uh, one another and loving on one another. I like that. I like that, yeah. Chandler. We we have about three four minutes to talk about Fort Myers, <laughs> May twentieth to the twenty seventh. We're expecting yes. thousands of volunteers. Uh, we you know the goal is to help out one hundred fifty families rebuild their homes in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian which happened last year in September. I know that you're going to be down there in the near future with, with a lot of our, our volunteer leaders. Uh, what excites you about Fort Myers? And, and and speak to the listener who's maybe never been on a trip with us, why they should come. And again, we've got about three, four minutes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm so excited. And I think it goes back to the comment that 
we were talking about in the in the beginning that I don't think I'll see disaster relief ever the same. Now that you now that you experience what God has blessed us to be able to do in these communities, you want that for every community. You want them to see the hope that um, your friends and family have seen. And so I'm just so excited um, to see over a thousand volunteers join us in Fort Myers. Um, we're going to be working on a special, special community. It's called the Harlem Heights yes. area, the Har- Harlem Heights neighborhood. Um, and it's a it's a neighborhood made up of like 314 homes. We're going to try our hardest to work on as many as possible. Um, a lot of these families that live in this area experience anywhere from two to six feet of water in their home after Hurricane Ian. And if you experience two feet or six feet, the same amount of work has right. to happen oh, to get you back in your home. And so we're just so, so excited, so thankful that we get to be a part of their recovery effort. Um, if anybody is on the fence that's listening about coming to Florida in May, please, please come. Say yes. We feed you. Um, we lodge you. We're going to give, um, we're going to offer you an experience and, a, and an opportunity to put your faith into action. And if you're not a believer, listen to this. We want you to please come. We need you um, just for you to experience what it looks like to love and serve your neighbor. Um, and you'll never be the same once you've done that. Once you've put aside yourself and put someone else in front of you, that that's what we were made to do um, as human beings uh, and as children of God. So I implore you, please come to Fort Myers. Um, can't wait to see what God is going to do in this area. Eight Days of Hope 19, May 20th to May 27th. Families, you're invited. Yes, we are looking for people now to do painting. If you're a handyman, handywoman, uh, I think right now we're looking at about 40 different families getting brand new roofs, 20 families getting kitchen cabinets, 20 families getting brand new windows. Uh, we're going to be painting dozens of homes. There's a community project. Uh, perfect opportunity. If you haven't been on a missions trip in a while, maybe you've never been on a missions trip. This is this is where you should start your journey. Eight Days Hope 19, Fort Myers, Florida. You can volunteer today, today on our website, 8daysofhope.com. We tell people, Mike, pray, volunteer, donate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we plan on doing millions of dollars of work. Mm-hmm. And if you want to donate to that, you can donate online at 8daysofhope.com. Venmo, PayPal, we'll give the mailing address here in a couple minutes. You know, we always think of missions as something overseas, and, and that's necessary. Yeah. But, I mean, this is our country, our people, um, your neighbors, my neighbors, that we come out and serve and, and love on. And there's just something special. As you said, Steve, you know, if you haven't got on, on any of these trips, this is the time to come. Come now. Your life will be changed. Yeah, you, you will. You really yeah. will. You know, my first mission trip was Eight Days of Hope in in, in Bay St. Louis, Waveland, oh, okay. with Eight Days of Hope. I mean, that was my first That's mission where it trip. Started, yeah. And, and you know, and I get it. Some people out there, you know, it's more comfortable for them to write the hundred dollar check and help support a missionary, and that and that's good. That's yes. needed. Yes. But this is the perfect time as we have exited a very unique three-year period in our country, in the world, right, right. where the church still needs to remember that God tells us to go. go. Yes, go. That, that's, yeah. an, that's an action word, Mike. Mm, mm. You have to go. <laughs> yeah, you, you do, you do. Chandler, how can we pray for you and our friends in Amory, Mississippi? Oh, that's a great, great question. I think just... Um, I think I would ask your prayers just for people to keep the hope alive, you know, and we know that that only comes through, through Jesus and that there will be a revival that breaks out through this, a hunger and a thirst for God's word, a hunger and a thirst for who God is. 
Um, because, yeah, as we could pray for recovery to continue to happen, and I believe that it will, but most importantly for the people that I love the most, I just, I, my prayer for them and myself is that there's just a supernatural hunger for God and a thirst for his word and that people just are so, that they become so in love with God that that helps them carry to the next person and to the next person and to the next person. Okay. And um, the verse that I've been holding on to, and if you're walking through any type of suffering, if it's natural disasters or life or marriage or kids or financial issues, whatever it is, um, it's Romans 5, 3, 3, uh, Romans 5, 3 through 5, and it says that we rejoice in our sufferings, yeah. knowing that suffering produces endurance. Mm. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. That's right. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, which has been given to us. And so I just encourage you, as as you pray for me, as you pray for Amory, you pray for one another, that suffering produces um, so much in us as people, and it brings us closer to the Lord. And so just keep your eyes on him. I love that. Mike, um, why don't oh. you go ahead and pray for Chandler and our friends, not only in Amory, but Rolling Fork, Mississippi, uh, also in Iowa. D- many different states have seen disasters recently, but please pray, Mike. Father, we are so grateful for the word that was just said, hope. And in Romans 5, God, we just we hang our hats on that scripture. We know your scriptures are powerful to change our lives. We thank you for these um, areas that, have been hit and God that you're going to take each person and continue a hunger for God has been mentioned a unity a oneness father this spreads farther out than than Amory but Lord we know that you're faithful and you're just and you're going to help protect physically mentally emotionally people people that are perhaps depressed keep hope alive as well as the rebuild and uh, things that are going on in their communities in Jesus name amen amen Thank you, Chandler. Uh, say hello to everyone as they wrap things up down there. And um, we appreciate your time today. And uh, get some rest. Come on, get some. <laughs> take some time off. Just I, you know, oh, just, yes, just email so e- email the person you you know you report to and say I'm out of here for a while, and, <laughs> and then and then quickly log off so he can't email you back. How's that? <laughs> All right. I thank, love it. Thank, thank you, guys. Thank You're you. the best. All right. Thank you, Chandler. God bless you. Chandler Gurley, Director of Operations with Eight Days of Hope, um, hometown girl, Amory, Mississippi. Wow. She has now seen this thing full circle, Mike. Sure, sure. You know, she's at the right place at the right time, not only in, in her hometown, but did you notice the spark in her voice when you said, start, let's start talking about, you know, yeah, you know, right. uh, we're going to fight Fort Myers. She just lit up and uh, went from, you know, a little bit of sad on her own hometown sure. to just exploding with, She's the right person at the right time. I'm so thankful for the 900 Saints. If you're listening today, maybe you're headed back home today after serving for three weeks. Mike, we had many volunteers who came sure. down from Canada, from across America, and they stayed and had Easter mm-hmm. in northeast Mississippi. And they went to a local <laughs> church, and, and they had some fellowship, and, and they were back at it Monday. But if you're listening and you're one of those 900, thank you. Yes. Thank yes. you so much. Um not only from the residents of Mamre, but for for the body of Christ. That thank you so much for being a glimpse of Jesus during a tough season in a community that was looking for some hope. Hey, we'd love for you to join us on a future trip. 
it's pretty simple. You just go to 8daysofhope.com. Uh, you can register to come to Fort Myers in uh, in May, May 20th to the 27th. Uh, this Thursday, we'll be accepting volunteers for unique outreach that we do in upstate New York and in, in Buffalo, New York. Uh, that's going to be announced this upcoming Thursday. But we also have a safe house that we're building in Ohio. It's a six-month project. It actually end up being about 10 months when it's all said and done. It's a $6.5 million facility. It'll be the largest safe house for children rescued from sex trafficking. We're partnering with a ministry called Safe Harbor. And actually, Mike, we're going to break ground on that mm-hmm. in just a couple of weeks, Mike. We, we've got just one minute left, Mike. But if you think about today's show, what, when you leave here, what, what's going to be going through your mind? You know, the the resilience of people, the unity and the the need that people need to stick together when these things happen well beyond taking like was said uh, a tree off a roof even though that's necessary it's it's the the spirit of christ in one of in each of us reaching out to one another it's beautiful and and that's been happening not only in emory mississippi but so many ministries out there just pouring out to some of these hurting communities find a ministry that you can believe in, that you trust, and and join them. It doesn't have to be eight days of hope. Yeah. You know, God has called His people to love and serve the brokenhearted. Right. Now, we might give you multiple opportunities, like with our mass feeding arm, or our safe house arm, or the arm that's leaving Amory, Mississippi today. Uh, but find an, a ministry and get off the sidelines, people. Yes. Come on, it's a time to go and, and love and serve those mm-hmm. in need. Hey, I want to thank some of our national partners. I think about our friends at Crescent Memorial. Uh, they're based uh, right outside of Tupelo, Mississippi, and they sell products and, 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 and materials to um, thousands of funeral homes around the country. And Terry and the team, they believe in 8 Days of Hope. They believe what God is doing. And so thankful for, for Terry uh, for what he does down uh, there and across the country getting the word out. I also want to thank Covenant Church in Dallas, Texas, and Grace Church in Houston. Uh, two amazing churches. And, and we're just so thankful for their partnership with Eight Days of Hope as well. Mike, next week, we're going to be talking to Olivia. Olivia, her last name is Wimmer, and she is going to be our partner. Uh, actually, she is helping us work up a plan for Fort Myers, and we're going to be talking to her next week. Can't wait awesome. for that conversation. Awesome. Amazing young lady. She actually is getting married the week we're showing up, and she's delaying her honeymoon. <laughs> Would oh, you do that, my. Mike? No. No. <laughs> well, man. I Steve it. says, I might, but Charmaine says, no, you won't. That's right. So he put my wife doors. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Pray, volunteer, donate. Pray for the Ministry of Eight Days of Hope. Come join us in Fort Myers in May 20th to May 27th. Donate. Would you make a donation today? Go to 8daysofhope.com, Venmo, PayPal, or write a check and send it to P.O. Box 3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, 38803. Thank you so much for joining us today. Continue to pray for the families affected by the recent storms across the country. You've been listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope.
Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.